Okay, let's uh, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Emor, Tushin Ayin Aleph. Just a note: next week's shear will be Beit Hashem on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, because I'm flying uh, in, uh, flying on Wednesday night. Shem, any of our uh, friends in uh, Baltimore? I'll be in Baltimore next Shabbos, uh, not this Shabbos, the following Shabbos at uh, Shom- Shomrei. And then uh, on Sunday, any of our listeners in uh, Boston, Sunday morning I'll be in Boston speaking for Mayan. And Sunday night in uh, at the State Road Dinner in Queens. Anybody who wants to uh, join us. Uh, would be love to uh, to see everybody and all the listeners out there. Okay, let us. Uh, so Tuesday night, one one day early next week. So let us get started with Parshas Emar's first source, uh, quoting the Medrash at the beginning of the of the Parsha. I gave it to you in Hadrashva Ha'iyun, specifically Hadrashva Ha'iyun this week. I uh, could have done it last week. Hadrashva Ha'iyun, as we know, was written by the Reish Rav Ayeluin. About two generations ago, his uh, grandson, or his great-grandson, I think it was his grandson, uh, many, uh, many knew, Rabbi Levine from, uh, from Flappish, who was Nifter over Pesach. Um, so, Lezecher um, Nishmaso, his ancestors thought, um, very beloved, beloved person to, uh, to many of us. Okay, so, first thought, the Medrash says the beginning of the parsha. Amr of Yeshua, de Sichnin, B'Shem Rabbi Levi. Milameit sheheru akadosh baruch hu lemoshe dar dar v'shoftav dar dar umalachav dar dar v'chachamav dar dar v'chomstav v'chulu. Kadosh baruch hu shows Moshe Rabbeinu all future generations, all chachamim, all neviim, all future generations. Dar dar v'gazlanav and the positive and the negative. The chamsan and the people who steal money, the gazlanim and the chachamim. Moshe sees everybody in the future. And he sees the story of Shaul HaMelech. When Shaul HaMelech meets his ends, whether he fell on his own sword, the other sword, somebody somebody pushed the sword, whatever the story is, he sees Shaul's end. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, This is Shaul HaMelech, the first king gets murdered, or whatever the story... How could that be? Is that covered? Hashem says, you're bothered? You don't understand it? That's why it's in our parsha. Sheharag. Go talk to the Kohanim that he killed. They prosecute against him. B'nai Aharon. We know that Shaul HaMelech wiped out a whole city of Kohanim because he thought David HaMelech was hiding there, the city of Nov. And the Medrash says that Hashem answers Moshe Rabbeinu, what are you so surprised about? You're so surprised that this would happen to Shaul HaMelech? Look what he did to Nov. And Moshe Kohanim, go tell the Kohanim who he killed uh, what exactly is his end. He deserves it, so to speak. This is his punishment. That's the Medrash. So the question is that the Reisha Rav asks, V'yesh lahav in line 8, Hare Iker Cheto Shel Shol Shenena Shalav, what was the real sin that Shol did to have his mouth was taken away from him? What was the final straw? When did Shmuel say, I'm finished? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is upset that he made you the king? Forget it. What was it? So there were earlier sins. Shaul didn't wait a week to offer karbanos. But what was the final sin? We know what the final sin was. We read it a few months ago. Parsha Zachar. He didn't wipe out Amalek. He didn't kill Agag. That was the real sin. So what is the Medrash talking about? Why? Kodesh Baruch says to Moshe, you know why Shaul Amalek deserved his punishment? Because he wiped out No. That was much later. That was late. He already lost the Malchus then. That was already after David and Malach was chosen and the whole rest of the Sefer show uh, realizes that and he's trying to assassinate David. But that's afterwards. But really, what was the reason that he lost the Malchus? Because he didn't wipe out Amalek. So why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say to Moshe Rabbeinu when Moshe sees us in the future, he says, Emor Lakonim. Go talk. That's why it's here, Emor Lakonim. That's the question. Back to line 9. Shaul did one thing wrong and he lost his malchus for it. When Moshe Rabbeinu was in a state of shock. Why was the first king? Did he merit such a terrible demise? 
And we know because of that night, Agag was stayed alive. Haman and Russia came from that night. That's the kasha. Number one. Number two, says the Hadrash V'ha'iyun. V'gam yeishlo havin divri ha'maymer. Sh'ha'konim sh'harag makatrigim oso? What does it mean exactly that the koanim themselves, related to the first pasuk in our parsha, and more el ha'koanim, go talk to the koanim, Moshe. The koanim themselves are the prosecutors. Sh'ha'konim sh'harag makatrigim oso? Madua dafka ha'koanim sh'harag makatrigim oso? What exactly does it mean that the Kohanim? What's the emphasis? What's the, basically one question. What's the emphasis of the Medrash focusing on Nov? Says the Hadrash Vahayin a thought, which many know this thought based on the base Halevi and Parshas Vayigash. But he's going to say it right here, the Medrash at the beginning of Parshas Emor. Venira Bahavanas Divrei Hamaimah. It's true. The real chait was the Rachmanus, the compassion, the emplaced compassion that he had on Agag. That was the chait. Achain. But, Ilu lo harak es akonim benov, lo haya chait b'maisa Agag gadol kol if Shohamelech would not have wiped out the city of Nov, so you know what? Leaving Agag alive, it, it wouldn't have been totally excusable, but we might have had a little explanation. You know, Shaul's a compassionate guy. Shaul couldn't do it. Shaul couldn't. He wiped out most of them. But maybe if we only had the chait of Amalek, we would have said, oh, it's terrible. He didn't listen to what God wanted. But you know what? It's just his nature. His nature to be, is to be a compassionate person. He wouldn't hurt a fly. So how can you expect him to wipe out our God? He went against God. But you know what? What could you do? It would be a little understandable. That's what we would have said had he just done the Misa Aveir of Amalek. You could have been done with a little bit. You know what? Hashem says, men, women, and children. He left some animals alive. He left, I've got one guy. So lock him up. But once he wiped out a whole city of Kohanim because he was looking for one little person, looking for David, who wasn't even the king yet, he There's no defense. You can't say you have misplaced compassion because what you do in the city of Nov? Oh, you felt it's against your nature? Show you're a compassionate person? You massacred an entire city. The Alcane, that is why the story of Nov solidified that the Chet of Amalek was going to be the, the killer for Shaul's dynasty and for Shaul's Malchus. See, it was a team effort. Really, it was a chait. He lost it. But you know what? It might have been a little, not totally excusable, but a little bit, maybe we would have understood. So one chait reflects on the other one. So now he says it again. If we would come to make Shaul guilty because of just the Maisa Avera of Amalek, then we would have said this on defense. Having compassion on a person is its a natural feeling. It's unnatural to kill. It's unnatural. Seichel Adam, Seichel Yashar, nobody kills each other. It's just against, against our, what we, rational thinking. So, if so even if God tells me to kill a person, it's really hard. So if I don't do it, so then we understand. If somebody's really soft-hearted, he won't be able to do it. But here, the problem was, Shaul was inconsistent. Shaul was inconsistent in his own actions. And therefore, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, says that's, that's um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work any defense. 
And that is why this occurred. Next paragraph. Achein. Ibitzarazen yirtzelo amitzchus al taluch hashav ma'isa agag yamod kmo neidla nagdeinu ha'maisa shalarigas hakon ibenov. That's the ma'isa heram shol adas. What did he show? Sheinenu klam me'ilu rachilev. He showed that he's not soft of heart. I'm on the bottom of the page. He's very emotional. And he can't, he can't uh, control his, his feelings. He could do whatever. He could be vicious if he wants to be. And therefore, he's got to stand up. That is why now, says the Drash turning over the page, on line six, Zel Sha'amru Gam Chazal B'Maimer Shalfanenu. Now we got the Medrash. Shekasher Ra Moshe Rabbeinu as Ha'achres Hanora when he sees the end of Shaul. Asher Isiga Shaulu Banov Kinaflu Becharvi sees they were all killed out by the sword. Umi Pivis Partsa Sheila Madua Ha'isazos Melech Harishon the first king of Israel. This is what happens. What does Hashem say? Emor Elakonim Shaharag. They will prosecute him. What do you mean they'll prosecute him? Because Kavanasam Bazet Shimamnam got Moshe Rabbeinu b'vada yada as a siba harishmis. Moshe Rabbeinu knew the other sin of Amalek, but sheilato chadrelam oraz atzmo. What are you getting so angry about? If he saw the future, guess the kasha. If he saw the future about Shaul's death, didn't he see Shaul's chayd originally? So he must have seen that too in the future. So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was bothered by. Come on, have some rachmanus on him. Maybe it was a little chemla. It was a little rachmanis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says it can't be. It's inconsistent and therefore there's no excuse. That's the drash And again, remember the same type of thought we mentioned a number of times, famous thought of the Beis HaLevi, the beginning of, of Parshas Vayigash, where Yosef HaTzadik is giving his brothers tochacha. He says, HaOda Vichai, he really knew his father was alive, but he's saying, now you're worried about your father's health? What about way back when, when you sold me, you weren't worried? It's the inconsistency. That's the problem. In life, we have to try to be consistent as much as we can. Later on in the Parsha, later on in the Parsha, pause for if you go to source 9, I'm sorry, just uh, I did it out of order. In source 9, we have the same idea expressed by the Yam Simcha, the issue of consistency. If you have in Perakhav Gimel, Pasa Gimel, we have the, one of the major parts of our Parsha is Parsha's HaMoadim. Perakhav Gimel, we have all the Moadim. We have Pesach, Shvuah, Sukkot, we have Sirius Omer, which we'll talk about. But at the beginning of Parsha's HaMoadim, in the beginning of Perakhav Gimel, what's the first Moad discussed? Dabra Abba Yisrael Marachalei HaMoadai Hashem Hashem Tekaro Sam HaMoad Mikroi Kodesh El HaMoadai Sheishis Yamim Teyasem Olacha Shabbos is mentioned. What's Shabbos doing here? Shabbos and Moed? So Rashi picks up on this, quoting Chazal. What is this? Ma'inyin Shabbos eats on Moados. What does Shabbos have to do with Yantif? We're talking about the Yemim Tovim. It says Shabbos six other times in the Torah. Lula Meidchut to teach me Shekola Machalal as Moados, Ma'alin Alav, Ki'iluchilo as Shabbosos. If somebody is Machalel, doesn't treat their Yantif properly, it's as if they don't t- treat their Shabbos properly. And if somebody is Mekayim Yantif, it's as if he was Mekayim Shabbos. It's source number nine, because this was the order of the Parsha. But really, it's the same thought as that's where we're going to do it now. So what does this mean? What's the gonna- Yantif Shabbos? So last year we mentioned one thought from Rav Moshe. But here we have another idea. Look in the Yam Simchut, source number nine. A deeper idea Deeper pshat in Rashi. What does it mean that if you're mechalal yantif, you're mechalal Shabbos? If you disgrace yantif, then it reflects on Shabbos. So he says on line 10, He quotes a, pas, a sefer who gets shot in the Pasuk to kill him. The Pasuk says, Ki ekach moed ani sharim eshpot. I will take a moed, I will take yantif, says David HaMelech, Ani sharim eshpot. And I will judge myself straight. What does that mean? This is talking about Yantif. What does this Pasuk mean? Explains the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Freed, from Lakewood. Sometimes, you know, 
We're going to stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem is going to say, why didn't you, the whole week, the whole week, you weren't also in Torah Mitzvahs and Chesed. What were you doing the whole week? So who Meshiv, you know what, we might have a good excuse sometimes. During the week, we're, we're very busy. Busy making a living. We're busy working. It's, it's very, uh, long, long days. You know, you have busy season. It's very hard. It's very busy during the week. So during the week, we can have an excuse. But what if I have a week off? If I have Chofesh, and then I'm still not Osek in Torah and Mitzvahs, and I'm still not Osek in what I'm supposed to be doing? What does that show? It's not because I'm so busy during the week. Because when I'm not so busy, what do I do with my free time? It's not because of the, of the parnasa. That's what the pasuk means. We'll get back to Rashi in a second. I'll take moed when I take yantif. When I look at my yantif, when I look at what I do on those long yantif afternoons, I will be judged straight. What does that mean? He's going to check. You want the you want the busy parnasa excuse during the week, so then it's got to reflect itself in the opposite way on Yantif when you have all the time in the world. That's weekday versus Yantif. But then he adds, maybe we can even stretch this a little bit. Turning over the page in the continuation. It's not just Yantif to weekday, but it's Yantif to Shabbos. Shabbos could also. Why? Of course, we're supposed to be Osek in Torah on Shabbos and spiritual pursuits. Especially, we mentioned the Ramah in the past. The Ramah writes, especially a Talmud Chacham who learns the whole week. Maybe he can relax a little more on Shabbos. But somebody who's a Balabas who doesn't learn as much the whole week, he has to d- d- push himself even more on Shabbos. Because you got to make Shabbos different. So says the Yam Simcha, yes, even though Shabbos was given last week by Torah. As he says on line 6, But we also know Shabbos is to relax physically. Shabbos is to enjoy ourselves. We have to relax. Hashem wants that. So we know sleeping on Shabbos. It's a key to sleep on Shabbos. The tour says, Somebody enjoys. So it's, it's fine to relax on Shabbos physically. Right? We have, we sleep, we uh, sleep 12 hours, halavai, on Friday night. You sleep another four hours in the afternoon. I'm not talking about people who have kids. Uh, Baruch Hashem. But, uh, you know, we sleep a lot. And how much? A little bit. But you know what? Maybe Yekosh Baruch can handle that. You know, we've all had long weeks. We can't survive without a Shabbos. So we relax on a Shabbos. So Yekosh Baruch says, okay, let's check out Yontif. Let's check out Yontif. Because then it's more than just one day. It's more than just one day. Chazinon in the next column. It's possible that a person won't push himself as much as he could on a Shabbos. Because it's only one day, we're exhausted, and we're going into another week. So not only could Yantif be a litmus test for, for weekdays, Yantif could be, a, and we're in between two Yom Tovim right now, right? Yantif could be a litmus test for Shabbos. And hopefully we're all off. The Oz im Hadam Osek Batarak the boy doesn't mean we're supposed, to, we're supposed to take trips with our family. That's also wonderful and fine. But we have to be Osek Batorah a little bit too. That also can be approved and reflect on Shabbos. It's only if we show our true colors when we have the free time on a yantif could then we use the excuse a little bit. On, we shouldn't use the excuse so, so much on Shabbos, but we can be a little more laid back. 
Says the Yam Simcha, now we understand the Rashi. Look at the beautiful words of Rashi. Kala Mekayim es Amoados. If anybody is Mekayim and fulfills the Yantat properly, Ki'ilu Kiyem es HaShabbosos. That reflects on it. It's as if you're Mekayim Shabbos. Because now Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Oh, you're Ones. I see what you would really do if you really had the free time. V'chala Mechalo es Amoados. If somebody's Mechalel and doesn't use Yantat properly, so that's going to reflect Ki'ilu Kiyem es HaShabbosos. So then the whole excuse for Shabbos doesn't get off the ground. It's all about consistency. We only have an excuse if we're consistent. Right? And that's exactly the measure. So the beginning of the Parsha, now going back, that's Shol HaMelech and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's answer to Moshe Rabbeinu exactly what, exactly what Shaul's issue was. Okay. Back to source number three. Perachah Beis Pasek Zion. Perachah Beis Pasek Zion. Beginning of the parsha, as we had, we just spoke a little bit about the Kohanim. So we have a couple of other halachas of Kohanim related to Tumantara. Ish Ish Mizera Aaron, the Pasik Dalad, Vutsarua, Ozav, different types of Tuma that the Kohen has. Bakadashimlo Yochal Arashar Yitar. Right? If the Kohen becomes Tum, he's got to go to the mikvah before he eats Truma, before he partakes of Karbanos. And the Pasik says, Nefesh Asher Tigabo, Vitama Adha Arev. If the nefesh, somebody touches him, somebody who's tummy, but tummy arev, that person is also tummy at ha'arev. And the passage continues, uva, velo yocham, and akadashim, ki im rachas, besor bamayim, you have to go to the mikvah if somebody becomes tummy. Uva hashemesh, vitaher. The sun comes, meaning sunset, and then he'll become tahar. This passage is the source for the concept called tvul yom. There are certain types of tummas that we go to the mikvah, let's say a Kohen is Tameh, so he goes to the mikvah in the afternoon, and he still is not tar yet. He's got to wait till nighttime. He's got to wait till sunset. And then he'll be able to eat be tahar. To eat kachim, maybe he has to wait till the next day. But that's what the Pasuk says. Uba shemesh v'tahar, v'yachar yocham and akachim, ki And then he can eat karbanas. If you think about it, it's an unusual concept. It's a great one, this question. But we're, we're just asking a Pasuk shot. Did he go to the mikvah? Did he not go to the mikvah? The mikvah makes you tar. What do you have to wait to the end of the day for? You're a tzvul yom. So if you're not tar, so what did the mikvah do? And if you, what did you wait till sunset? Question one, what, what exactly is the message of a tzvul yom that even though you wait to the mikvah, you went to the mikvah already, the Kohen went to the mikvah, he still has to wait till sunset before partaking in kach. Or in Meister Shane, he kach the next day. Question one. Question two. This concept might be familiar if anybody ever started learning Shas. You didn't have to get too far to get to this concept. It's on the first page in all of Shas. You don't even have to do the first, the first, first two lines. What's the first two lines of Shas? When do the Kohanim, sorry, when, when does a person say Shma? Misha Shakohanim Nechnasim Lechot Shumasan. When the Kohanim go eat their Truma, Kohanim go eat their Truma, what do you mean, what are you going to eat their Truma for? The Kohan, the Kohan, who was Tame, had to go to the Mikvah, he had to wait till sunset, that's why. He's got to wait. Does it mean sunset? Does it mean Shkia? Does it mean Seis? Okay, the Gemara discusses it there. What exact, what stage of, of nighttime? But either way, it means nighttime. What exactly was the message that Rabbi Huda Nasi was trying to get across in his first mission in Shas? Neymar Sakhar Kriyashma is... When the Kohanim eat Shuma, it's full yom. Okay, the Gemara deals with it a little bit. But I'll piyash kafa. What's, what's, ask the Egwe Tao in source number three. What is the connection? What is the message between connecting Kriyashma, Kabbalah Kamachu Shemayim, to Tzvul Yom? Waiting till sunset. The, the introduction to the Egwe Tao we've quoted a number of times in the past. The famous part of that is that you're supposed to enjoy your learning. That's the highest level. Not learning because Hashem told me. If I learn and I enjoy it, that's the highest level of learning. But all the way at the end of that introduction, the last paragraph, right before he ends the introduction, he says, okay, I'm going to start my Sefer, the Sachat Shavu Rebbe, Anil Shabbos, but I have to quote you a great vart from my father before I start the Sefer. That's this vart right here. He quotes, we quote Avi Mori. Second line in source 3. What is the connection between Tzvul Yom and Kriyashma? 
Avi, Adoni Avi. The Indian Harif Shemesh, Yitzricha Torah. What do you need sunset for? The Af Acher Shetaval, Mikomakom, Me Acher Shahayatame, Booso Yom, Nishar Bo Roshan Tumakalayom. Even if he goes to the mikvah in the afternoon, you know what? His day started off Batuma. He was Tame today. How could he be Tahar if his day started off Tame? Ubaharev Shemesh, only once he has a new beginning. Once he gets to sunset, Shabayom Acher Shalohayabotuma. Now he has a new day where there was no Tuma on him. Nistalik Gam Harashima. The mark, the effect of the Tuma is gone as well. When a person goes to the mikvah in the, in, on, a, on an afternoon, the tum is gone. But you know what? The effects are still there. We're affected by how my day started. My day started the tumah, so it's still, it's still, I feel it. My neshama feels it. Even though I'm tar, halachically. But because of that roshem, I gotta wait till I have that new beginning. That's why you gotta wait till harif shemesh. Vikasher hu betumah, says the egletal. If that applies betuma, kenulu maso bekdusha. That applies in ruchnius as well. Kisha mekabel alav machu shemayim shachris. What's the first thing we do in the morning? Mekabel machu shemayim. We're not allowed to do anything before we daven. Maybe learn if we said berachas Torah. right? We have to be mekabel machu shemayim. Av shachrach in machshavasa bozeh. Even though we're not thinking about God every sort of second of the day, but you know what? The beginnings make a roshem. Just like if somebody's tummy at the beginning of the day, even though they go to the mikvah, the tumma still sticks to them a little bit. So they got to wait till the next day to become fully tahar. So too bikdusha. If somebody says kriyashma in the morning, is so even though he doesn't say it the rest of the day, he's still in that frame of mind on some level. And he, but once the new day starts, you don't say Shema by Mincha. Why not? Okay, because it's a mitzvah to say Kriyashma only twice a day. Okay, fine. But what's the, what's the message? Because you've got to say Kriyashma. We have to say Kriyashma. We have to start off every section of our life with Kabbal Samach Shemayim. We wake up in the morning, Kabbal Samach Shemayim, because that's a new day for us. We woke up at night. The day has to start off that way. Right when it turns when it turns dark, so then the effect of the morning kriyashma is not with me anymore. I gotta say kriyashma again. The crucial elements of the of the beginnings. Okay, That was my father's vart. That's the connection between Tful Yom, Bituma. The, the, the Rashim of Tuma, the Mark of Tuma is still here. i got to wait till the nighttime for for Tara. So too, that's the connection to Kriyashma, the first Mishnah in Shas. And that's, he doesn't add this. I'm just thinking about this now. That's the first Mishnah in Shas. The first Mishnah in Shas has to tell us about the first moment of every day and every night of our life. That's why you don't need Kriyashma Mincha. This is the Avnei Nezer, in his Akdama. Rabbi Simon quotes this in his Sefer in Source 5, and he says, if you generalize it, what do you learn from here? We can't 24-7 be involved in Ruchnius. But you know what? At the beginning, the beginnings of each day are crucial. What's the beginning of our day? What's the first thing we do in the morning? The first thing has to be something connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The first thing we do, do we check our, our blackberries in the morning? The first thing, when we wake up, we turn over. What messages do we get? What do we say, Modani, and say, Berachas Torah in the morning? Who do we talk to first? Do we talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu first in the morning? It makes a Roshem. On the rest of our day, that's the message of the Egle Tal. We have to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu first. The Kedush Hazu, Tashir Esbo, Roshem, L'Chalayom, and it'll affect us. Our Neshama will be affected, even if we don't feel it the entire day. I think the Shlach Kadosh says, I think the Mishnah Baruch quotes it, 
Shlokalish says it's a, it's a special idea to be osik betfilu u betorah as night becomes day and as day becomes night. So if somebody's up at sunrise, obviously Davin's Vasikin. So we might not be up there, so we can't be Mekayim that. But what about at nighttime? That we can do, depending on the time of year. But when the day switches to night, there's a special idea of being Osik Torah of a mitzvah. Because that's the beginning. That's the beginning of the time. One final connected thought that I saw in the Yagdol Torah quotes this idea of the Egle Tao. And he quotes, let's go back to the Pasuk for a minute. What is this whole Pasuk based on? Uba Hashemesh Vitaher. Uba Hashemesh. The sun sets, Vitaher becomes Tahar. Viachar Yocham and Akadashim. And afterwards, he can eat from Kadshim. If you switch one Nakuda, the Acha Yocham and Akadashim, the Acher Yocham and Akadashim, you become a new person. You're in a new state. Every day, we're a Birya Chadasha. The Acher Yocham and Akadashim. When it's Shkia, after Uba Shemesh, you're a different person. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives us a new slate every day. The Beis Yisrael says in Source 5, Shaba Shemesh, Ariuka Acher, Ve'eno Osa Adam is a different person. The Seeper and the basis are all told over a story in regard to this. Because the story from Rebbe Limelech, the Norman Limelech, Limelech Luzhensk. There was a certain Avrech, a certain person that wanted to go see Rebbe, uh, the Norman Limelech, and Rebbe Limelech told his Shamashim, don't let him in. The Norman Limelech obviously knew something about this person that everybody else didn't know. He says, don't let him in. Line 6, Lamachras, Nisal, Ashub, Lavo, Lakabal, Shalom. This person tried to go in and get Shalom from the Norman Limelech, and again, the Rebbe 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 says, no. Ba'amro she'eno machnis balgaiva. He's not bringing in a ba- I don't want a about. Ba- obviously, the new something about this person. He had to work on his midas. So he said, I'm not let- I-, I don't want to let him in. He couldn't get in. Okay. B'Shavis Kodesh, B'Shudah Shlisha's next page. Hechlo L'Shmo Mibad HaChalonis, Debri HaTorah Sheyomar Rebbe Rebbe Limelech. This person stood outside the window at Shalashudis to listen to the drasha of Elimelech at Shalashudis. Shama Sharebi Omer Ben Advarim, Yeshnam Anashim Sha'asku Shanim Betar Baboda. There are people who were Osik Betar and Mitzvahs for many years. Sigfu Asman Besigufim Betanios, and they fasted. Medamim Shigilam Ajikas Kavos. They think they've reached men, m- m- much higher. Very high levels. And they don't realize, but if all of our avoda is just so that people will call me great, people will say I'm a great big Talmud Chacham, if that's our purpose, we miss the boat. Who hirgish, line eight, the person standing outside the window and realizes, he's talking to me. The person obviously had had a problem that the Rebbe was trying to teach him. And he feels terrible and he really does tshuva. After Havdalah, he goes back to Rebbe Melech, and Rebbe Melech welcomes him in. He runs to him, he gives him a hug, he's makabalim besimcho va'ava. He says, come, Rebbe David, come inside. One of the grandchildren, Echem, he runs to him, he says, I don't understand. You didn't, you didn't want him in an hour ago. He says, Rebbe Melech, I didn't want the guy an hour ago. This is a different person. This is a different gavra. Ein ze'osoleish, ze'odam He's a different person. It's as if he went to the spiritual mikvah. And then that night, So we have the Egle Tal, we have Kriyashma in Tful Yom, we have Why Tful Yom Bechlal. Beginnings are always crucial, that sets the tone. And then Okay. One halachic point. Something well known and something not as well known. If you look in Perach Beis Pasuk Lamed Beis, it's the basis of the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, mitzvah Daraisa, Velo Sachalu Lo Hashem Kachi, Rachman Islam, one of the most terrible averes that we could be involved in Chil Hashem. The Rambam says you can basically not do tshuva for it; it's impossible. Velo Sachalu Hashem Kachi, V'Nikdashti B'Sof Bnei Yisrael. I will sanctify myself amongst the Jewish people. This is the makar for the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Not only that, says the Gemara in Brachas Adaf Chaf Aleph, we fulfill, Kiddush Hashem doesn't only mean giving one's life for Hashem. We have to be ready for that. But every time we say Yeheshmei Rabbah, we are Mekayim the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. When we say Kadosh, 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 that's Mekayim the mitzvah of of Kiddush Hashem. But what does it say in the 
It's in the Torah. Rabbi Nikdashti besoch b'nei Yisrael. It has to be besoch b'nei Yisrael. What does that mean? So the Gemara Brachas that we know is, you can only say Dvar Shabbat amongst ten, ten male, um, ten male above thirteen Jews. V'chein says the Gemara Amar Avada Barava. Mi na'inchi in yachar omer kedusha. How do I know? What's the source that a Dvar Shabbat has to have ten Jews? Male above thirteen. What's the source for the Indian minion? What's the source? The minion is ten. Shenemar. Because it says, It says, I will be sanctified amongst B'nai Yisrael. You can have less than ten. My mashba, how do you know that from the Pasuk? B'sof B'nai Yisrael, how do you know that's ten? It's a Gzair Shava. It says here, And it says, By the Miraglim, He bazlu mitoch ha'eda hazos. Separate yourselves. Who? Who's being talked to? Yeshua and Kalev. Separate yourself from this Ada. So how many are left? If those two separate themselves, that's ten. Tocha Ada Hazos. So you know Ada's ten. You know Tocha's ten. Toch Toch. Malahalan Asara Afkan Asara. That's the Makar. The Makar that you need ten Jews to be Makadi Shem Shamayim. Darvashivik Dusha are the ten Miraglim. And that's the Gemara. There's no other source for Minyan given in the Gemara. Rabbeinu Bachai and our Parsha is very bothered. That's the mucker for Minyan? Those ten Rishayim? Those ten people who convinced Am Yisrael and caused them to stay in the Midbar for 40 years? That's the mucker for Minyan? Says Rabbeinu Bachai, I understand it. He says, so on line 7, he quotes the Gemara in Brachis, and then on line 9, he quotes Rabbeinu Yaakov, he quotes Rabbeinu Yaakov, it's not Rabbeinu Tam, a different Rabbeinu Yaakov, Shein Nos Chazumu I don't think this nusach is so exact. You can't bring a raya from the miraglim at their lowest moment. It's when they when they mamish when they're getting punished. That's when you bring the raya from. He says no no no. There's a yerushalmi. There's a yerushalmi that gives a different shot, a different makar. Right, our pasuk v'ksev hasam lishbor b'toch habayim. The brothers went to Mitzrayim to get food amongst the people that went into Mitzrayim. Toch toch malahalan asaraf kanasara. Just like there, ten brothers. Binyamin wasn't there. Yosef wasn't there. So too afkanasara. V'yachshav yaviraya me'asara ache Yosef shahayud sadikim ledavar shebikdusha. That's the Makar. So again, the famous Makar is the one with the Miraglim. Says Rabbi Bachai, I don't like that one. I don't know how you can bring a riot. There are different drashik pshatim, hashkav pshatim. How can you bring a riot for the Miraglim? Not for now. But either way, I just wanted to point out that Rabbi Bachai has a different suggestion related to related to this this uh, halach. Okay. So now we move on. We did number nine and ten already. We move on to number eleven. Number 11 is a most basic Ramban. One of the more basic Rambans. I looked back. I couldn't believe we haven't done it in these past couple of years. But we'll do it now. It's a Ramban that's quoted in various contexts. It's the Ramban. Well, let's do the question first, and then we'll see his answer. Ramban quotes a Medrash. It's on the Pasuk. It's on Pasuk of Dalit in Perach of Gimel. Pasuk says, Tabrel b'nei Yisrael emar b'chodesh ashri b'echel ha'chodesh yelachem shabason. It's talking about Rosh Hashanah. It should be a Shabbason for you. But really, that's, that's the word that's used to describe all Yantif. And Shabbos. Shabbason, rest. So what the Medrash says on the Pasuk. Third line in the Ramban. You shall guard this day of Pesach. It already says, don't do Malacha. So what is this extra day of guarding? This is only, when it says don't do malacha, what is included only real bona fide malachas. How do you know things that are asr mishum shvos? Which usually means, shvos, usually is what? Isr drabanan, usually is understood as. 
Keep that in mind. What about Dvarim Shem Mishum Shvus Minayin? How do you know Dvarim Shem Mishum Shvus are also Aser? Tavolamar Ushmartem Asayomazeh. That's the pasuk. Guard this day. Lahavid Dvarim Shem Mishum Shvus to include things that are Shvus. Yachol Achol Shem Moed Yeh Aser Mishum Shvus. You might think even a Chalam Moed is Aser. Vahadin No Sin is only appropriate because Chalam Moed is also a Yantif. Tamalomar Bayomar Ishon Shabason. Okay. Seth Ramban. What's the shot of the Medrash? What does the Medrash say? I only would have thought Malachas or Asr. What about even the Shvusim? That's learned out from Ushmartem Sadavar One second, says the Ramban. Falonis Barli Bazet. It's not clear. Shim Tomar Shehu Asmachta. If you want to tell me it's just a hint in the Pasik. Matam Sheyomer Boshan Azeh. When you're asking for, you have a Dindar Abanan, which you're looking for a hint in the Torah, you don't say Minayan. Minayan sounds like a real dindaraisa. How do you know this? And what's a pasik? Kishvos b'lashonam nomar la'olam al shedivrayim. Heichi tachin lomar dvarim shein asurim yishem shvos shel divrayim minayin shi asurim inakasuv. It's not the right, not the usual way of talking. V'derech asmachtos l'shanos shein minatora lo sheyomer davar zeshumi divrei sofer minayim minatora. No. So after Ramban. If it's talking ishvus from the word shabason, if that's what is, if it's what it usually means, dinin drabanan. So what is the measure saying? Minayin. How do you learn it out? It's dinin drabanan. So the Ramban has a yisod gadol. This yisod is the source for the term shabbosdik, yantivdik. We say that sometimes, and our kids say, "What does that mean? Come on." Shabbos, not Shabbos dick. What do you mean? It comes from this Ramban right here. Shabbos dick is a dinda oraisa. That's what the Ramban is going to tell us. It says the Ramban. Uh, where are we? Line 13. Venerally, Shaha Medrash Hazel Omar, you know what this Medrash is teaching me? Shenitz Tavinu Minat Torah, Leos Banu Menucha Beyantiv. We are commanded from the Torah to have, to create a day of rest on Yantiv. And on Shabbos as well, as we'll see. Afilu midvarim she'enon malacha. We have to rest from actions on Yantif, even from items that are not malachos. Lo she'yitrach kol hayom, limdod ha'tfuos. We shouldn't bother ourselves the whole day to be measuring tfuos. Volish kol ha'peros, and to, to weigh, weigh uh, uh, fruit. To slap barrels of wine and to move boxes. It could very well be, says the Ramban, that if somebody could spend his whole day on Shabbos and Yantif not violating one malacha, one malacha, one daraisa, one darabanan, and yet they could have a day that doesn't look any different than than the uh, than a weekday, you could have that. You could slap. Leave it. It's fine. Um, you could have. You, I could arrange my 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 bookcases on Shabbos. I could clean out my garage on Shabbos, and I won't violate any malacha. And if you have a city that's surrounded by a wall, you could have the marketplaces open on Shabbos, on Yantif. You won't violate a thing. You omsin alachamoim, they'll put stuff on animals. Stores will be open. You pay me after Shabbos. Be on credit. If you only look at the dinim, the specific usr and mutter acts on Shabbos and Yantif, you could have a day that looks no different than a regular weekday. Says the Ramban, that's not what God has in mind. So you know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says? Shabbason. Yia lachem Shabbason. Afilu HaShabbat Asma Shabbakoza Einam Shemolacha Ends off the Ramban. Lokach HaMer Torah Shabbason Sheyia Yom Shvisa Umenucha Lo Yom Torah Vizel Pirush Tov V'yafeh I don't know how many times the Ramban writes that in his commentary on, on Chumash but uh, I don't think too many times. The Rabban said, this is a message we all must do. Shabbos and Yantav are not just the days of a bunch of no's that we have to make sure not to violate. There are days of creating a certain environment. And therefore, says the Rabban, Shabbos on. This comes up. I just had a Shiloh recently. 
Shiloh of somebody who there was a there was a conference that somebody wanted to go to on a Shabbos or a Yantif. Stay in the hotel. Eh, no malacha, nothing. So that's that borders on Shabbason. Right? Board definitely something to talk about. Right? Is is it is it a Shabbos day if I'm sitting in and listening to lectures and is it a Yantif day? Is that appropriate? Even if somebody could I'm not I'm not posketing here. I'm just saying that something to think about. This comes up with the issue of what type of ball playing takes place for what age child in what context? That's why it's not it's not specific. Uh, there's a medrash in, in medrash and eicha that talks about it. But but it, now look in shulchan aruch. No, where is it? Where does it say it? It's shabbason. It's an all encompassing principle that has to do with creating a certain environment on shabbos and yantif. That's a ramban that we have to remember. Okay, fine. Moving right along. So, two more, two thoughts on Spiris Omer and two thoughts on Sukkos to bring us home. Two or three thoughts. Okay, first Spiris Omer. Pasuk says, as we know, famous Pasuk, Perach of Gimel, Pasuk Tezvav, Usvartem lachem imacharis ha-Shabbos, miyomo v'yachem ezobar tenufa, count from the day after Shabbos, as we know, Shabbos means Yantif, first day of Pesach, from the day that you bring the Karbana Omer. Let's talk about two different words in that Pasuk. First, let's talk about the word lachem. Usvartem lachem mimachoros ha-shabbos. It's not common by most mitzvos to say the word lachem. It says it a couple of times. Ulokachtem lachem bayom arishon. Usvartem lachem. Says the Ksav Sofer. Source number 12. Lachora. Show the Ksav Sofer. It's quoted here in the Lachach Tov. That's what I had. Lachora maspikaya ilunem arak usvartem. What is the lachem adding? You could say by Esrog, the Lachem is adding that it has to be yours the first day. But what's it adding here? Svartim Lachem, Yemachar is a Shabbos, you're just counting. Lachor must pick you, Lachem, Lachem, Svartim. Umavar says the Ksav Sofer, Shalachem Balahoros, Shein Sviras Shivas, Hashavuos Bal, Minyan Ayama Ela, Mi Bechinas Kamusis Greda. You're not just doing a quantitative count every night. One, two, three, four. That's not what the counting's about. It's not just about counting. It's a qualitative counting. One can give the mashal. I can count. I'm standing here. One, two, three, four, five. That's just a quantitative count. Let's say I'm walking up steps and I'm counting as I walk up steps. That's a qualitative counting. Because when I get up to ten, I'm all the way up there. It's very different. Counting just standing on the floor and counting walking up steps. It's for you. It's like What does Rashi say? It's for you, Avram Avinu. It's for your good. That's what Lacha means. It's for the person. We should feel. It's a long time, but we have to feel a little bit. Pick something. Pick an area. We have to pick areas. Some of the middag to go through the 48 Dvarim Shatorah Nikneis Bohem. The last parak in Perki Avos. One a day and the last day to review all of them. Right? 49. So says the Ksav Sofer, Sfartim Lachem. It's like lech lecha. It's all for you. It's all not just about a quantitative counting. Continues on the next page. He gives his own mashal. He says, what if you have, if you're counting coins? Right now, like we have. We have coins. It doesn't matter if I have a, a shekel that's, that's a little rusty or rubbed out. It's all the same. But in the days of old, depending on how how clear and how how much rust the coin had on it, that would make a difference. But how much it was worth. So when when you count coins, so you not only count how many you have, but you count the quality of each coin. That's usfartem. Usfartem lachem. Last paragraph. Kasher adam mekabel mechavir schum kesef who makbed gamala kamushin indalo vegamala echos kamad beom abeshin indalo. You have to check how many you have. And you have to check the quality of each coin. That's what sphere is about. Sphere is a process. Sphere, imagine, imagine we start off at the bottom of our Sinai and we're going to the top. That's what sphere is. 
We're going up the mountain. I've given you a number of times in the past. I just gave it to you again. If you wanted to review it, the Arachayim HaKadosh on this week's Parsha, 14, says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Why is it seven weeks? Because on Yom Kippur, on, on Shavuos, that's the day we get married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Torah is the Ksuba. We get married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So before one gets married, we have to count Shiva Nekiyim. We have to wait seven clean days. Okay, it's weeks because it's a nation, not just days. But what does a Kala do before she gets married? We're the Kala. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Chassan. That's why we have to count Shiva Nekiyim. It's a process. A process of Tara. And that's what he says also on line 9, Bisvartam Lachem, Pirish, Sibas Asvira, Zuhi, Lisibaschem, Litaharaschem. Shazuaz Atekaf, Hayashem Nosin, Lama Torah, right? He didn't, we didn't give us the Torah right after we left Mitzrayim. It's a process, Usvartam Lachem. So that's about the word Lachem in the Pasik. The word Lachem, Usvartam Lachem. Let's talk, though, probably about the most famous word in the Pasik. Usvartam Lachem, Imachras Hashabas. Machras Hashabas. So this was the most famous machlokas between the Prushim and the Tztukim. According to the Tztukim, who only believe in Torah Shev Echsav, it says Shabbos, it means Shabbos. Right? And therefore Shabbos, according to them, Shavuos is always on a Sunday. Right? Figure out whenever Pesach is. So seven weeks after the following Sunday is going to be Shavuos. The Tztukim say, it says Machras HaShabbos. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned it here in the Parsha Shir. I think I saw it afterwards. I mentioned it in Shul. And that is another reason why Shabbos HaGadol is called Shabbos HaGadol. To emphasize that this is... Because that, that week is going to be Machras HaShabbos. So before that, we say Shabbos HaGadol. No, this is, this is the real Shabbos. This, that Shabbos doesn't mean Shabbos. This is the real Shabbos. It's another proud about why it's called Shabbos HaGadol. Okay. But the question is, right, and the Stukim, obviously, I didn't mention. Obviously, that's the Stukim. The Prushim, what we hold, Torah Shabbat Peh, is that we know Shabbos means the first day of Yantif. The question that is asked by all of the is, so why does it say Shabbos if it means Yantif? Why does it say Shabbos? So the Meshachachma has one answer. You can look in past year Shiurim. This year we're doing an answer from the Eish Kodesh. I was inspired to, to quote something from the Eish Kodesh because at the, uh, the Yom HaShoah program this week, the, the woman uh, who spoke, her father was close with the Piazetzna. So that um, inspired me to open up an Eish, my Eish Kodesh and, uh, and quote from it this week. Okay. The Eish Kodesh quotes the Gemara in It's a Mishnah, actually. Mishnah in Avodah and Dav Chavtes in Source 15 quotes a detailed machlokas about Gvinas Akum, cheese of a non-Jew. That, that, that Mishnah and related Mishnahis talk all about the halachas of Chalav Akum and, and Yayin Akum and, and Pas Akum, all the halachas. So, there's a lot about Venus Akim too. So, Rabbi Yishmael asked Rabbi Yoshua, what's, what's the reason they ostered it? What's the reason they ostered it? And then he explains to me, he says, why did they ostered it? But Hanah, Rabbi Yishmael's bothered by it. And on line 11, it says, he sealed a dabar acher. Rabbi Yishmael didn't give him an answer. He changed the topic. He changed the subject. Rabbi Yishmael's talking to you. Rabbi Yishmael feels the need to change the subject. And he asks, I'm a Rabbi Yishmael. He says, what shot in the Pasuk? In Tanakh, how do you read that pasuk? So Amalo, he says, "Kitovim dodayich." Amalo, ain't a davar No, no, it's dodech. He asked him a kasha about a halacha. What's the halacha about vina zakum? And he says, "What's shot in this pasuk, Yishmael, my good friend?" Which the Gemara darshins later on to be a remez that that dinim derabbanon should be as sweet to us as dinim daraisa. That's what we learn out from that pasuk. What's what's Rabbi Yishua talking about? Why didn't he answer Rabbi Shmuel? Says the Eish Kodesh. Says the Eish Kodesh. Trying to figure out exactly what this Mishnah means. Line 15. V'na v'na. We'll understand it. I'm sorry, I skipped a piece. In the previous paragraph, he quoted the Gemara, which I did not give you, a couple of lines later, where the Gemara explains, you know why he didn't give him a straight answer? Because it was within the first year of the Gzeira. And within the first year of Gzeira, you don't want to publicize the reason and all the explanations. Because you want the people just to do it. You want it to take root. You want people to be in the practice of fulfilling this Gzeira. And after that... Once everybody's doing it already, after a year, then you can explain it. That's what the Gemara says. So ask the Eish Kodesh. Rabbi Yoshua obviously knew what the reasons were. What, Rabbi Yoshua couldn't know the reasons? But he couldn't. But he wasn't on the level. So he 
If Rabbi Shmuel knew that, so what was he asking him kashas for? The Imraqla And if he's only asking it for himself and not to tell other people, why did he tell him? If it was okay for Abishua to know, so it should be okay for Abishua to know. Kasha number one, what's the whole conversation? Why didn't he tell him? And number two, what was exactly, what did he change the subject to? There's always got to be something there. He changed the subject to ask him what the shot of the Pasik that alludes to the power of the Koach of the Rabbanan and the Deen of the Rabbanan are very sweet to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, says the Eish Kodesh. Aval, et mitzvah Hashem, next paragraph, et mitzvah Hashem in Torah on Osem B'chukah. We do all mitzvahs Hashem. We do dinim daraisa because Hashem told us. We don't do them because of the reason. We don't even do the mishpatim because Hashem told us. We do it because Hashem told us. The end of the line. You would have thought says the Eish Kodesh, when it comes to a Gzeirah Rabbanan, why is there a Gzeirah Rabbanan? Because Chazal didn't want us to come to violate the Daraisa. One would have thought that the reasons for the Rabbanans should be publicized. All the explanations should be given. Why? Because the whole purpose should be publicized so that people don't come to do the Daraisa. That's the whole Tachlis of the Din. Chazal don't want you to do this, so you don't come to do this. So Chazal just said, you can't write with your left hand on Shabbos. Why? Because we said so. So would that get people not to write with their right hand? You would have thought, one would have thought, says the Eish Kodesh, that even though by Didim Daraisa we do totally because of blind faith, but by Didim Drabanan we do it because we have the reasons. And with the reasons, the Didim Drabanan will achieve its goal. Says the Eish Kodesh, that's where we're mistaken. Maybe that's where the Din Drabanan starts off. But once the Rabanan make a Din it achieves significance in itself. And even if the reason might not apply anymore, the din still applies. Second to last line. We make mitzvahs. The Rabbanan make mitzvahs. Line five. Forgot the mitzvahs to Rabbanim of Archan Asher Kiddush Shana b'Mitzvosa. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave them the authority and the power to make mitzvahs. V'gam Amarnu Kfar. So what do you see from there? Shehagam shemitchilu kishos and achametz akzeres. When they originally make the law, it starts off as a derabbanon, but it achieves status just like Yontif Sheni. He says doesn't make sense anymore. Lachora, but we still keep it in Chutz Laaretz. Why? Because it achieves status even without the reason. That's the Drabanan, and that's the Daraisa. Says the Ish Kodesh, just outside, I want to save time. Rabbi Yishmael was asking him this kasha. Rabbi Yishmael asked Rabbi Yeshua, shouldn't you give me the reason? It's a din Drabanan. Isn't the whole purpose of the Drabanan to keep Jews away from the Daraisa? That's why he was asking him the reason. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, no, no. What does Rabbi Yeshua answer him with? A pasik that we darshan out that the Rabbanans are like Daraisis. That's exactly the answer that he gave him. No, the Rabbanans also have unique status and significance, even separate from the reason. That's the pshat of the Mishnah and the Gemara. What does that have to do with us? Says the Eish Kodesh in the last paragraph. Now he gets a little Kabbalistic, so I don't, I'm not saying it's fully, but this is my interpretation, and if not... You can say this is Rosner finishing it up and not the Eish Kodesh. But either way, says the Eish Kodesh in the last paragraph, Shabbos is the symbol of HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing everything. Mekadish HaShabbos. Yantif, yes, Yantif is Daraisa. But Yantif is Mekadish Yisrael. Yantif symbolizes the Koach of the Rabbanan. So, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? At least once. Mimachras HaShabbos. He calls Yantif Shabbos. To say that even the Yantif, even the Koch of the Rabbanan, even what the Deen and the Rabbanan do, they achieve the status of Shabbos, of what Doraisis, of what Deen and Doraisis would achieve, independent, significant stat, uh, status, not just based on the reason. That the last few lines, Valzemarami, Shalini Svira, especially in this mitzvah, which is all about working on ourselves, 
Nikra Yontif Shabbos, Yontif Yisrael Makadshin, Vishabbos Kviva Kaimash Hashem Makadsho, Makadish Hashabish, Vaideis Kadashnu Besvira, Nikra Gama Yontif Shaanu Makadshim, Bishem Shabbos. That's why Shabbos affects Yontif, because Yontif didn't drop. Again, Yontif is Daraisa, but Yontif symbolizes the Koch of the Rabbanon. Because we set the calendar, Yotif can take on the place of Shabbos. That's the whole conversation in the Mishnah and the Gemara in Masechus Avodah Okay. We're going to finish it off today with a triple header gra. A triple gra. I feel bad I haven't mentioned, we haven't mentioned the gra in a number of weeks. Three small gras. Three small gras. Some of these are familiar, but they're right. There are more gras. There's a lot of gra in MR. Three small gras. Gra number one in Source 18. The Grah says, we have the word sukkah. Oh, go back for a second. The Grah says, how did Chazal know to darshan that a sukkah, basukah teshu shivas yamim, how do they know how to darshan that a sukkah could have two and a little bit walls? How do they know that? Is there a hint in the, anywhere in the Torah? We have Torah Shabbat Peh. But is there any hint? Says the Grah, take the word sukkah. The samach it's all surrounded. Four walls. It's a circle, but it's four walls. The chaf, three walls. The hay, two and a little. The gras says, inherent in the word sukkah is where chazal saw or chazal figured out three, four, three, two and a little. Number one. Next gras. Number two. Says the Grah. This is a very important Grah. Beautiful. Says the Grah in Source 19. We know Sukkot starts on the 15th day of Tishrei. And the question that the tour already asked. I didn't, I didn't give you the tour. But the tour asked in the beginning of the Sukkot. The Rabban asks that Torah also. Why is Sukkot in Tishrei? Sukkot should be in Nisan. When did we first get the Ananiya Kavid? When did we first sit in Sukkot? In Nisa, by Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. So what is Sukkot doing in Tishrei? So, the most famous answer given, the Torah gives the answer, you're right, it's the wrong date. But we have to do it six months later to show everybody that we're going out with Shem Mitzvah in the in this fall when everybody is going inside. So we have to go outside. Okay, that's what the Torah says. We have to do it to show a hecker that we're doing it with Shem Mitzvah. Says the Grah, B'mechilas Kfod Kol Harishonim, I think it's Meduyuk why Tesvav Tishrei Sukkot starts. There's a positive reason for it. Says the Grah, do the math. Simple. When did Moshe Rabbeinu bring down the second Luchos? Yom Kippur. Right, going backwards from Shavuos. Shavuos, right, was at Maimon Sinai. The day after Shavuos, he goes up for 40 days. He comes back 40 days later on Shavuos of Atamas and he breaks the Luchos. He goes back up for 40 days to get forgiveness. He goes back up, he goes back down and we're forgiven. He goes back up a third time on Rosh Chodesh El. He comes back down 40 days later on Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur brings out the second Luchos. So then what happens? The next morning, Mimachras, it says the Mimachras, Moshe Rabbeinu starts making announcements, brings stuff for the Mishkan. That's on the 11th day of Tishrei. And then what does it say? They brought things Baboker, Baboker. Two days. That's the 12th of Tishrei and then the 13th of Tishrei. The 14th of Tishrei, Moshe Rabbeinu already says, no, 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 it's enough, it's enough. No more, we don't need any more. The 15th day of Tishrei, they start building the Mishkan. The Ananiah covered return. That's the first day of Sukkot. The Ananiah covered returned to Kla Yisrael on the 15th day of Tishrei, and that's exactly why we have Sukkot, says the Grah. That's what he says, works out the math, line 11, Yomaki Purim Yarim Moshe Minahar, to tell him about the Mishkan. He started commanding for the Nedavis. And then, don't bring anymore. And Tesvav, he started bringing, and the Shechina, the Shechina returned. Grah number two. And finally, the Grah number three, which I've quoted in the past, is a story. I gave it to you from the Pnini Mishulchan Grah, but the original source, I just didn't give it to you, is the Hagdama of the Pasa Shulchan. Where you saw Mishkalab was one of the star Talmidim of the Grah. Pasa Shulchan writes a lot of the famous stories about the Gra putting his feet in ice water. Stamp and learn it. A lot of the stories about the Gra are in that Hakdama. But one of them is that it was once Sukkah's time, and the Gra was sitting in a Sukkah, and his Talmud was sitting there, and some Mishlev was also sitting there in the Sukkah. And somebody came into the Gra and said, Rebbe, I've learned the Sukkah a thousand times. I'm ready for a Bechina. That's not what you say to the Gra. Right? I think the student learned his lesson. 
But you don't go to the gra ask if he wants to give you a test. Okay, fine. But if the gra, you don't go to ask him for help from the from the gra. So the gra asks him. Yeah, there are different versions of the story, but the one that's in part of it's here, and the one that's in Rizal Mishklav is he says he asks him how many kosher sukkahs are there in the Masechta? How many apostle sukkahs are there in the Masechta? How many times does it say the word sukkah mole with a vav? How many times does it say the word sukkah chaser without a vav? Says the girl, if you do the math, the sukkahs k'sherim are the ones that have the vav, exact same number, and the sukkahs psulim are the ones without the vav. I don't think he asked him for another pechina, but the Yisrael Mishklav says he was there when the girl said that to his Talmud. So we have our triple header gras, we have the number of walls, we have the Ananiah Kavit returning, and we have the Grah, who is an inspiration to all generations um, from when he was, and uh, he continues to be an inspiration. Okay, we'll stop here. Remember, next week the Shia will be, Be'ez Hashem, Tuesday night. Tuesday night will be the uh, Parsha Shir, and Be'ez Hashem, hopefully I'll see some of the... Um, some of the uh, virtual Talmidim and the uh, on the other side of the ocean. Okay, just uh, this is just a Hosafa to the Shir. The Hibadlu Pasig, yes, that was a Baikorach, but if you look in the continuation of the Limudim, the, the, the ultimate Limud is from the, the Miraglim. So I wanted to add that on before I get the emails about, the, uh, about that comment. Okay, so thank you all for uh, being uh, on top of the ball.